Hello guys, I'm Dr. Ranjan, your pharmacology faculty at Meru and I welcome all of you to today's episode of One Touch Farmcast. So this is the first episode and I have named it as One Touch Farmcast because these farmcasts uh, which are podcast of pharmacology will be based upon the One Touch Pharmacology book which I have re- uh, released recently and uh, because in that book is a revision book where uh, everything is compiled uh, including the PYQs so in this farmcast quickly briefly i'll be discussing about uh, the important uh, uh, points which can be asked including the PYQs from a particular topic right so our aim today would be to cover uh, general pharmacology and before i move ahead guys i would like to wish all of you a very merry christmas and uh, may the santa bring you know whatever you desire in your life uh, so anyways uh, so this is basically the farmcast is basically uh, i'll be uploading these farmcasts on every sunday following uh, whatever you revise in weekly pharma so many of you have asked me what is this weekly pharma you know i i put a schedule uh, in facebook or on instagram where i give you a schedule from monday to saturday so like i had given you a schedule to revise general pharmacology from monday to saturday and i had i have divided the entire g pharma into bits and pieces so so that you don't have to study pharma in a bolus manner so what you have to do is you have to study one to two hours depending upon the volume of the topic and then how how this weekly pharma works or how, how is it important let us say for example on monday you study topic 1 right and on tuesday you study topic 2 but after you study topic 2 on tuesday you have to revise for briefly for 15 minutes whatever you have studied on monday that is topic 1 now when i go to wednesday i'll study topic 3 the third topic but 15 minutes i'll revise whatever i have studied on tuesday that is topic 2 and for 5 minutes briefly i will just overlook whatever i had revised or studied on monday so is called as triple r read revise re-revise now why do i need to do this the reason being you can do this for any subject which is volatile i used to do this for three subjects particularly uh, pharma micro and biochemistry because for me these three were more most volatile and uh, it was difficult to retain things right and by the end of it when i did this uh, my weakest subject they they came out becoming the strongest one so anyways uh, let's begin with one touch pharmacology and uh, many of you have asked me where to get this one touch pharmacology guys it's uh, available on amazon you just have to search one touch and uh, it's uh, the theory my entire theory whatever i teach uh, in my classes right uh, i have compiled the entire theory into just 42 pages for faster revision so since general pharma if i come to introduction so i'll not revise i cannot revise possibly you know everything in these uh, podcasts which is called as farmcast so i'll briefly touch upon those points which are frequently asked or they have been recently asked in your exams so in introduction that is uh, if you come to in one touch uh, pharmacology page 3 the third page is where everything begins and uh, the definitions are not that much asked for neat pg exam so the definitions are there just so that you can know once 
but uh, coming to the second point types of drugs in the third page uh, the most frequently asked here types of drugs the most important mcq is which scheduled drugs are called as prescription drugs right they'll give you different schedules like g h x y so the answer is schedule h so if you don't remember anything else in schedules at least remember this much schedule h drugs are prescription drugs or legion drugs there's this one mcq which is asked second in types of drugs orphan drugs they ask uh, what what is an orphan drug right an orphan drug is a drug that is used for treatment of rare disease rare disease now why these are called as orphan drugs is because uh, who is the parent of a drug the drug company obviously isn't it so if there is a drug which is made for a disease which is rare you know the sale would be less profit profitability would be less so no drug company wants to be the parent of a drug for rare disease that is why these are called as orphan drugs and uh, the third one here in types of drugs which they ask is about spurious drugs now the frequently asked uh, mcq pyqs if you look at that they have asked you frequently that suppose there is a tablet of paracetamol which is supposed to be 500 mg tablet but uh, uh, in that tablet when it was tested there was only 250 mg right so when the dose is lesser it is called as spurious drug right spurious so remember counterfeit is a term that is not used in india spurious is the term used now sim- similarly remember they can ask you later what is a misbranded drug say misbranded drug is when something is wrong in the label label you take a tablet right strip and you see a lot of things are written for example storage guidelines temperature schedules so if they ask you the temperature is wrong mentioned right then uh, what type of drug is it misbranded drug and similarly what is an adulterated drug adulterated is suppose there is paracetamol tablet and you find traces of iron in that tablet or let us say theophylline in paracetamol tablet that will be called as an adulterated drugs now in the third page the last thing is route of drug administration and see route of drug administration guys uh, uh, if i look at last 5 years basically we were discussing pyqs previous questions in last 5 years not many mcqs have been asked so in route of drug administration i would advise you to remember just that uh, how to identify which drugs cannot be given by oral route now remember for absorption by oral route i need the drug to be lipid soluble but i also need to have a small size so any drug which is a large size cannot be absorbed by oral route so how would i know if a drug has a large size just look at the drug ending if a drug ends with tide or mab or ase tide means it is a peptide Uh, MAB means it is a monoclonal antibody. ASE, like paglutecase, means it is an enzyme. So these are proteins; they cannot be given by oral route. Uh, second point in route of administration, which um, is sometimes asked, is which is the only route which has a bioavailability of hundred percent and is intravenous. It's a it's a very easy MCQ. If anybody is asked, you can uh, day in and out you can answer this. other than that not much mcqs are asked on routes of drug administration in the last 5 years now coming to uh, the fourth page that is in one touch pharmacology the fourth page that is pharmacokinetics see pharmacokinetics uh, drug absorption uh, regarding absorption of drug as i said recently that uh, you need the drug to be lipid soluble or unionized isn't it now 
recently see i i also ask keep on asking you mcqs on instagrams every day for the topic i give so recently i had asked an mcq right aspirin is a drug that is absorbed from which part of the gid and i'd given the options like stomach duodenum jejunum ileum and uh, most many of you have gone for the answer as stomach thinking that aspirin is an acidic drug now see why that is wrong the reason being irrespective of a drug it is acidic or basic it is always always maximally absorbed from small intestine the reason being small intestine has the largest surface area right that is the most important criteria and if they ask you which is the most important part in small intestine your better answer would be duodenum because it comes first takes away most of the drugs now 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 but in your mcq if they ask acidic drug is absorbed your answer would be small intestine but if the change is mcq and they ask you acidic drug is unionized from which part then your answer would be stomach so get this point absorption and unionization both are not same now coming to second point uh, if you look at henderson hasselbeck equation what are the pyqs they've been asked there is only one question that has been that has been asked in the last 5 years that is what is pkr so you just need to need to need to remember the definition of pkr for a drug what is the pkr is the ph of the medium right at which 50% of the drug is ionized and 50% is unionized so that is what is called as pkr of a drug 50% is ionized 50% is unionized next bioavailability see guys bioavailability the most recent mcq which was asked was uh, what what determines extent of drug absorption extent of drug absorption means uh, you know how much of drug is absorbed right so extent of absorption is determined by bioavailability and uh, bioavailability is determined by the alphabet f fraction of bioavailability or if it is not in the option then they will give you auc area under the curve so bioavailability or f or area under the curve it gives us an idea of extent of drug absorption now if you remember extent it is bioavailability but rate of drug absorption what gives us an idea of rate of drug absorption is called as tmax and tmax what is a tmax it is the time required to achieve cmax or maximum plasma concentration so remember extent of absorption area under the curve or bioavailability rate of absorption tmax so these two have been you know frequently asked nowadays uh second point they ask about bioavailability is uh, what are the two factors what are the two factors upon which uh, bioavailability depends right so bioavailability depends primarily on uh, two important factors absorption and first pass metabolism these are the two most important factors which determine absorption and first pass metabolism now moving on to distribution of drug so distribution first of all the basic thing is you must know what is the you know unit of distribution it is liters because it is volume of distribution what we measure second uh, if you look at the you know recently asked pyqs previous year's question then what they've asked you is uh, a drug with high volume of distribution where is it located right and it's pretty simple mcq your drug is located either in the extravascular compartment or in uh, the tissues that is ionosaur and most common tissue would be adipose tissue 
And similarly, if a drug has low volume of distribution, where is it located? Mostly in the intravascular compartment, right, or your systemic circulation. Second, they ask you about uh, volume of distribution is loading dose depends upon what, right? And loading dose depends upon volume of distribution. This is again a PYQ has been asked a couple of times. Third here, in PYQ related to volume of distribution, what they ask you is, you know, for, for a drug with high volume of distribution, I cannot do dialysis. You know that, right? Now, what, what do we need to remember here? At least one drug, and that is digoxin. Right? What cannot be done for digoxin toxicity? Your answer is dialysis. This is a frequently asked MCQ. The last part here in this page, page number four, is plasma protein binding. Right? In plasma protein binding, if you look at the PYQs, they have not been asked in the last five years, but before that they have asked, like acidic drug binds to, acidic drug binds to which protein? Your answer is albumin, right? So acidic drug binds to albumin, basic drugs, they bind to alpha-1 acid glycoprotein. This is the basics you need to remember in plasma protein binding. Now, moving on to the fifth page of uh, pharmacokinetics, here we are. Uh, and in metabolism, in metabolism, if you look at the PYQs, few years back they had asked you, which is the most common enzyme for drug metabolism? The most common enzyme for drug metabolism is CYP3A4. This is the only MCQ which has been asked. Enzyme inducers, if you look at, again, the PYQs, they've asked you which drugs they cause OCP failure. Now, OCP, drugs causing OCP failure, they have asked almost always, 99% of times, your answer is rifampicin. Your answer is rifampicin. And sometimes they ask you about uh, another PYQ which was asked with regard to phenytoin. That phenytoin can cause failure of another drug was asked. So anyways, these are enzyme inducers. They can cause drug failure. Whereas enzyme inhibitor, the recent PYQs that has been asked is, uh, they'd asked you like a patient of asthma is on theophylline, which antibiotic should not be given. Your answer was erythromycin or clarithromycin. Any one of these can be the answer. The reason being erythromycin or clarithromycin are enzyme inhibitors. They can block theophylline metabolism and can cause theophylline toxicity. Now, at last you can see in the last of the page, there is P-glycoprotein. And P-glycoprotein are like enzymes. They're not enzymes, but P-glycoproteins are uh, you know, actually responsible for drug efflux. And P-glycoproteins, like enzymes, can be induced or inhibited. So if I inhibit P-glycoprotein, that can cause drug toxicity. Now again here, the only PYQ that has been asked is with respect to what they had asked you is the patient is on multiple antibiotics and for some disorder he's on uh, uh, another drug, digoxin as well. Now he develops digoxin toxicity. Now which antibiotic causes digoxin toxicity? Now remember here, your answer was clarithromycin. So macrolides are inhibitors of P-glycoprotein pump. Digoxin is a substrate of P-glycoprotein pump. So what can happen is basically PGP inhibitor like clarithromycin or erythromycin can inhibit drug efflux of digoxin and increase its bioavailability, thereby increasing the risk of toxicity. Now the last part in pharmacokinetics guys, it is excretion and See, the most common organ for drug excretion is obviously kidney. Now, in excretion, what are the PYQs? Recently asked previous questions. Right? They had asked you, I mean, what is the formula for 
dosing rate of a drug right now remember dosing rate is same as infusion rate right and how to remember infusion rate formula remember it is ipc i for infusion rate p for plasma concentration c for clearance so infusion rate or dosing rate is equal to plasma concentration into clearance this one mcq that was asked second mcq that asked you is uh, is asked is about infusion rate of a drug or maintenance dose of a drug depends upon dash what does it depend upon your answer is clearance so you know faster is the clearance of the drug or faster is the drug moving out of the body faster i have to give it into the body by infusion or a maintenance dose so maintenance dose or infusion rate depends upon drug clearance loading dose depends upon volume of distribution another formula here which was asked recently in pyq was uh, the half life formula see half life is equal to 0.693 into volume of distribution by clearance that is one formula another formula is half life is equal to 0.693 by k elimination or elimination constant so you know they had asked you numericals now see some people they ask me sir i am not very good at numericals what should i do see the chance of a numerical being asked in any exam is only 5 to 10% so if you are not good at numericals then don't get depressed just skip them just skip them yes you can do that right now coming to another important point they ask you is steady state plasma concentration for a drug is achieved after how many half lives right your answer is 4 to 5 half lives is required now if they give 4 and 5 both in the option go for 5 5 is a better option right finally guys the most important point now see is called as kinetic of drug elimination that is zero and first order maximum mcqs in drug excretion in the last 5 years they have been asked from this part that is uh, kinetics of drug elimination zero and first order kinetics right and if you look at this what we can understand here is in case of zero order what is constant in first order what is constant now remember in zero order constant amount is eliminated per hour like 20 mg per hour in first order constant proportion is eliminated per hour like 20% per hour so one thing they ask you what is constant in zero order what is constant in first order second thing they ask you is in case the dose increases in zero order half life increases and clearance decreases whereas in first order half life and clearance both are constant this second part they ask you the third thing which they have recently started asking is what happens in zero order if i increase the dose what happens to plasma concentration since zero order and first order if you increase the dose plasma concentration will increase in both but in zero order that increase is disproportionate now for example in zero order if i increase the dose by two times plasma concentration will increase by three or four times but in first order if i increase the plasma uh, sorry in first order if i increase the dose by two times the plasma concentration will also increase by two times right so that is what you need to remember here i guess moving on to the sixth page in one touch pharmacology book uh, pharmacodynamics see pharmacodynamics uh, you know there are three things related to drug that is drug affinity efficacy potency one thing they ask you what is more important for a doctor a clinician and it is drug efficacy i need the drug to be efficacious that is the most important part now looking at drc dose response curve 
you look at PYQs in the last five years, you'll have a lot of MCQs asked on dose response curves and the graded DRC. But there, there are two things they ask you to find out efficacy and potency. So whenever you look at a graph, look at the height, the taller the graph, the more is the efficacy, right? Whereas look at the graph, where is it located on the X axis? The more the graph is towards the left, more is the potency. So graph, the graph which is leftmost will be most potent and the rightmost would be less potent. So that is how I can find out efficacy and potency. Uh, that is graded DRC. There is another DRC called as quantal DRC. So I've given you these graphs in the One Touch Pharmacology book. I've discussed this in my class as well. And basically why, why I draw, why I draw quantal DRC so that in quantal DRC I can find out the ED50 or TD50. So ED50, one PYQ on ED50 or effective dose 50 is, what does it represent? Efficacy or potency? Now this is a common mistake students do. They think ED50, E for ED50, E for efficacy is not, it's wrong guys. E for ED50, but ED50 tells us about potency, not efficacy. Now why do I need to draw quantal DRC? So that I can calculate something called as therapeutic index. So therapeutic index, I can calculate in humans by dividing TD50 to ED50. In animals, I can calculate it by dividing LD50 to ED50. And what is therapeutic index? Another PYQ, they had asked you, therapeutic index is a measure of what? Drug safety. So there are two MCQs. ED50 is a measure of what? Potency. Therapeutic index is a measure of what? Drug safety. There is another thing called as therapeutic window or therapeutic range. How different it is from therapeutic index? See, range, it gives us actually a range. For example, I can say uh, lithium is a drug with low therapeutic index, right? It's a statement. So it gives me a qualitative idea about lithium that it's a drug with low therapeutic index. I should be, you know, careful with lithium. But it does not tell me how should I be careful, right? I mean, what, what is the idea of being careful? But therapeutic window, it tells me how should I be careful by telling me that the therapeutic window or range of lithium is 0.6 to 1.5 milli equivalents per liter. That means I have to decide a dose. I have to modify the dose constantly so that I, have, I can keep the plasma concentration between 0.6 and 1.5. So if they ask you clinically, which is more important? Clinically, which is more important? Clinically is... Uh, is uh, therapeutic index more important or therapeutic window more important? What do you think guys? Yes, what do you think? <laughs> Your answer would be therapeutic window, right? Or therapeutic range, not therapeutic index. All right, now coming to drug receptor interaction here, see most of the MCQs which they ask you here is upon uh, the types of antagonism, the physical, chemical, uh, you have to remember the examples, they're pretty simple, I've given you. Now, in case of uh, competitive and non-competitive antagonism, they basically ask you to find out the difference between competitive and non-competitive antagonism. See, what happens in competitive antagonism is, what happens to the graph? See, in competitive antagonism, there is competition. So the graph runs in the forward direction, it wins. So when the graphs runs in the forward direction, it wins, its height does not decrease, so efficacy remains same. But because the graph moves towards right, the potency decreases. So in competitive, efficacy is same, potency decreases. Whereas in non-competitive antagonism, there is no competition. So the graph will sit down at the same place. So graph sits down means height decreases, efficacy decreases. The graph is not moving anywhere. So potency remains same, right? So in non-competitive, 
efficacy decreases potency remains same so this is something i have told you in my classes i've given in the one touch book as well now the last thing in pharmacodynamics it is about the receptors see examples of receptors they ask you ion channel pyq has been asked nicotinic receptor enzymatic receptor they have asked you tyrosine kinase receptor only one has been asked insulin receptor genus kinase receptor they have asked you two prolactin and growth hormone receptor and i've asked you how to remember this jack is a pg right genus kinase is a pg p for prolactin g for growth hormone nuclear receptor which can be located in nucleus and cytoplasm this is the most commonly asked mcq in the last 5 years if you look this look at this uh now how, how to remember which receptors are located in nucleus and which receptors are located in cytoplasm so i'll tell you a short story here right which i tell in the classes um let us say uh the nucleus is the house and the cytoplasm is the outside world and you know if i just give you an example of uh, the primitive world in the initial days of humanity when humans were just evolving the then the females they used to remain in the house and males they used to go to hunt and bring food for the house isn't it this in the initial days it used to happen so females they used to remain in the house so estrogen and progesterone receptors they are in the house that is in the cytoplasm androgen receptors they go out means they are in the sorry estrogen and progesterone receptor they are in the house that is in the nucleus right but androgen receptors they go out outside right outside of the nucleus that is in the cytoplasm so androgen receptors are in the cytoplasm so androgen receptors they move out and bring three things for the house glucose that is glucocorticoid receptor salt sodium that is mineralocorticoid receptor and calcium that is vitamin d receptor so remember which are located in cytoplasm outside world and androgen receptor androgen going out bringing sodium calcium and glucose for the house so androgen receptor mineralocorticoid receptor glucocorticoid receptor and vitamin d receptor they are present in cytoplasm everything else in, is in the nucleus it is a bit of a controversial topic but whatever i'm telling you this is the final one guys right uh, apart from this uh, in gpcrc the next one is gpcr or g protein coupled receptor is the most common type of receptor and it has three syno- uh, synonyms seven transmembrane receptor heptahelical receptor serpentine receptors right Now the MCQ they ask you is whenever I stimulate a GS subtype of receptor, then GS subtype acts by stimulating which enzyme? This is the most recent MCQ which was asked. Your answer is adenylate cyclase. Or which receptor increases cyclic AMP? GS subtype. An important example is the beta receptors. Beta one, two, three. So recent MCQ, another PYQ that asked you is salbutamol acts by increasing activity of which enzyme? and again your answer is what adenylate cyclase because this is a gs subtype another recent mcq they had asked you is which of the following receptor acts by stimulating phospholipase c this is one mcq another mcq they had asked you which one acts by increasing inositol triphosphate and your answer was gq receptor so gq receptors act by stimulating phospholipase c and increasing ip3 now coming to the effect so gs and gq remember these two are frequently asked GS adenylate cyclase cyclic AMP GQ phospholipase C and IP3 right now if you look at these two GS and GQ subtype 
then here the most important part is uh, a gq receptor is particularly important for smooth muscle contraction whereas gs is for smooth muscle relaxation yes guys so gs receptors they relax smooth muscle gq receptors they contract smooth muscle so for example if they ask you uh, this is another pyq angiotensin receptor is which type of receptor now even if you don't know anything you can still answer now you have to find out the physiological function of angiotensin receptor where is angiotensin receptor located in the blood vessel right and blood vessels are smooth muscles and what does angiotensin receptor cause in blood vessel vasoconstriction now if it is causing contraction of smooth muscle in blood vessel what do you think is it gs or gq you get the answer gq this is one pyq another pyq was asked oxytocin receptor is which subtype of receptor again you don't know anything just imagine what is the physiological function of oxytocin uterine contraction smooth muscle contraction which receptor it has to be gq receptor right so you got the hang of it guys so that is all uh, let me give another example for example if they ask you tomorrow uh, uh let us say salbutamol salbutamol it acts upon which type of receptor now just imagine what salbutamol causes bronchodilatation right by acting upon beta 2 receptor it stimulates beta 2 and if it is causing bronchodilatation will it be gs or gq you get the answer it has to be it has to be what gs right now guys uh, that's all with pharmacodynamics now moving to clinical pharmacology um so in clinical pharmacology adr and pharmacovigilance pharmacovigilance remember there are two mcqs they have asked one mcq it has been asked a lot of times in pyqs what is the aim of pharmacovigilance the aim of pharmacovigilance it is to maintain drug safety in the world by removing those drugs which cause toxicity by banning them second mcq which has been asked is how do we report adr by pharmacovigilance what is the software called as and the software is called as vgflow guys vgflow these are two mcqs uh drug schedules i have already told you which are the drugs which can be given by prescription which schedule schedule h pregnancy drug categories what was the recent mcq which was asked is drugs are categorized into a b c d x for what right and your answer was for safety in pregnancy now here they can ask you which are the two categories which are teratogenic category d and category x category d and x both are teratogenic but d can be given if benefit is more than risk x can never be given it is absolute absolutely contraindicated now clinical trial is another important topic as clinical trial is is frequently asked and i'll talk about few mcqs which has been recently asked now recently they had asked you is ind right ind is given to a drug before what see ind you know what is ind for a drug it is investigational new drug so as soon as, as a drug enters into clinical trial it is called as ind or investigational new drug so it has the label has to be given before phase 1 so they had asked you it is given in phase 3 it is wrong it is not given in phase 3 it is given before phase 1 so any drug goes into clinical trial it is called as ind or investigational new drug that is an mcq which was asked second mcq which was recently asked is uh, they had asked you is like a drug goes into the market after which phase your answer was phase 3 right phase 3 phase 3 is where so if they ask your drug goes into the market uh, in which phase or after which phase same the answer would be phase 3 so these are two recently asked mcqs now the what are the other pyqs which has been asked in clinical trials 
right they asked you toxicity or maximum tolerable dose is determined in which phase what is the answer guys phase 1 so remember anything related to toxicity phase 1 second mcq they asked you patients are not participants in which phase which phase which phase phase 1 second patients are enrolled for the first time in which phase of clinical trial your answer is phase 2 right efficacy is determined in which phase again phase 2 efficacy is confirmed in which phase guys your answer is phase 3 in which phase maximum drug failure happens phase 2 which phase is called as post marketing surveillance phase 4 because anyways it will happen after marketing and you know drugs go drugs they go into marketing phase 3 so phase 4 has to be post marketing surveillance last mcq is they ask you here is for which phase of clinical trial there is no defined duration again it is phase 4 all other phases they have a specific duration now the last two important points is phase 0 what is the name for phase 0 they can ask you it is called as microdosing what is the name for phase 5 what is the name pharmacoepidemiology right therapeutic drug monitoring guys uh, in the recent years mcqs has not been they have not been asked but if i look at uh, back more than 5 years back they used to ask you about mcqs on for which drugs i do uh, therapeutic drug monitoring mostly for drugs with low therapeutic index and uh, mostly your answer used to be out of these three drugs lithium digoxin theophylline th- three drugs so you need to remember their values pharmacogenetics the last thing uh, in the page number 8 in one touch pharmacology there are lots of them and the pyqs they have asked you here is uh, number 1 the recent mcq they asked you is uh, a patient can have different effect right with respect to clopidogrel is because of which enzyme and your answer was cyp2c19 and the most recent mcq that has been asked is uh, in the last exam that asked you which of the following drugs can cause hemolysis in g6 pyridine deficiency and an answer was primaquine so anti malarial c the only anti malarial which is a definite risk of causing uh, hemolysis is primaquine the risk with chloroquine uh, and quinine it is not definite so best answer would be primaquine so you have to remember drugs causing hemolysis in g6 pyridine deficiency have given you the mnemonic in the book dr manish and uh, these are the mcqs which they ask you in pharmacogenetics recently they have asked some uh, another mcq they asked you about acetylation right uh, which gene causes fast acetylation it is nat1 gene which gene causes slow acetylation nat2 gene right so this another thing and the last one they have asked you some mcqs upon malignant hyperthermia the mcq was this was many years back which of the following is a pharmacogenetic condition your answer was malignant hyperthermia with a drug like lidocaine succinylcholine or halothin so guys in uh, approximately half an hour i have tried to revise uh, the most important pyqs that have been asked from the topic of general pharmacology and uh, i've done that from the book one touch pharmacology which uh, i'd like to thank all of you for receiving this book with uh, such a warm heart and uh, uh, basically my motto was uh, to give you something concise for last revision for the neat pg exam and uh, that has worked out wonderfully and i have come to know that from your reviews so guys this was the farmcast for general pharmacology and uh, 
टुडे नाइट आई विल पोस्ट द टॉपिक्स फॉर ऑटोनॉमिक नर्वस सिस्टम नेक्स्ट टॉपिक इज एएमएस और ऑटोनॉमिक नर्वस सिस्टम सो अगेन फ्रॉम मंडे टू सैटरडे यू विल कीप ऑन रिवाइजिंग री रिवाइजिंग अकॉर्डिंग टू आर स्कड्यूल वट एवर स्कड्यूल वी हैव एंड ऑन संडे आई विल पोस्ट अ पॉडकास्ट ऑफ ऑटोनॉमिक नर्वस सिस्टम एज वेल एंड एज यू नो इन एवरी फार्म कास्ट आई एंड द फार्म कास्ट विद इज विद वन ऑफ योर क्वेरीज ना वन ऑफ स्टूडेंट वॉज आस मी टू कवर दिस डाउट इन क्वेरी इज सर she has asked me uh, my gd scores are not improving right i'm still standing there my gd scores are not improving so what can i do to improve my gd scores now see whenever you give a grant test in marrow uh, you know you you get a break up of which subjects you are not performing well so usually what happens is if your gd score is constantly not improving you have to find out you have to find out on which 3 4 subjects you are lagging behind and in those three four subjects you have to find out uh, is it that the whole subject you are lagging behind or there are some specific topics where you are not strong at so the aim here is to make those three four subjects strong and you will see your gt scores will improve now how can you make those three four subjects strong either you can re revise your notes or you can practice some more mcqs in the q bank to become more confident so remember there is still a lot of time there is still a lot of time there is still jan there is still fab two months are there and two months can make a lot of difference in the outcome on 4th of march so don't give up yet even if your even if your gd scores are not improving there is a hell lot of time to improve your gd scores and you can still strike guys so this all from my side guys this was dr ranjan with you wish you again merry christmas and lots of love and blessings to all of you Take care bye bye